Hello everyone and welcome to Indy's Augmented Reality Podcast. In today's episode, our CEO Alex, CPO Chava and CTO Norby talk about the key issues facing the US retail industry, including the fact that it's no longer good enough for shopping malls to simply offer shops and food. They also discuss how the adaption of new technologies can help close the gap between the digital buyer and the real-life customer, and what threat Amazon poses to the industry as a whole. Let's get started. What do you see as the key issues facing the retail industry at this moment? Let's say for the U.S. market specifically. I, well, there are multiple really. I mean, I'll start off. <laughs> um, I, th- I think there's. I think it's pretty obvious that most brands, most companies in the U.S. are having kind of f- fairly serious internal conversations, um, sparked by decreases in sales. Uh, decreases in attendance to their stores, decreases in in traffic to malls. Um, that's one of the one of the sort of bits of feedback that I've received over the past two years uh, is, is not just that people visit stores less, but they're visited they're going to malls less in the US. And the, you know, obviously, to understand the US retail market is to understand how at one point shopping malls controlled the world that's where everyone went on a saturday morning on a sunday afternoon the, i think from a european perspective we're we're a little bit closer to it now i don't, I don't know having been in a couple of places in mexico i think it's more modeled on the us yes uh, with a little bit of a of a delay so if you remember that uh, that project that we had in in guatemala it was one of the of the key topics there like repeating that uh, U.S. Um, approach with the malls and basically the project uh, that we were making there, it was you know, trying to cover the need that uh, these spaces are where like commercial spaces, especially malls, are where the family gets together. It's where mm-hmm. after the school, the kids go there and stay there until until the, the, the family gets to there to, you know, to take them home. So it's a social space. Yeah, and but it hasn't been viewed like that, has it? Like, no. I think that brands have kind of come to the realization over the past couple of years, and in turn, malls are beginning to come to this realization that uh, it's no longer good enough to offer shops and food. And we kind of touched on it years ago. It was the idea of of there needs to be some level of entertainment. There needs to be some level yeah. of 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 engagement beyond going into six stores and then going to have lunch. Yeah. And I think that that that's kind of mutating now, I think faster because they're realizing that with with some level of entertainment in the space, we've got the opportunity to I would say even get people to stay longer. I would say that just retain, retain them for a percentage exactly. of the time they used to have them because the, the the people walk you know at one point in the US it was people go there for hours. And now I think that it's almost becoming a little bit of, I'm going to do A, B, and C. Yeah. Yeah, um, because, you know, like, just to park, <laughs> it's already awesome. <laughs> and then, like, okay, I, I will go to, you know, like, to eat something, or I don't need to buy anything. I, you know, you are more conscious a little bit as a, as a consumer. So then the motivation to go to, to, to the, those spaces are, are a bit different. Um, I think... I, I d- I mean, I'll probably, I would probably get flamed for this, but I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I think that the, I think that the malls, the mall operators, 
are having to reevaluate what what they represent yeah. and what their what their their goal is because effectively they are real estate companies they own a building they section it off and they release it to however many people the problem is is that's no longer guaranteeing the same amount of traffic and if that's not guaranteeing the same amount of traffic then effectively the rent prices have to decrease uh, and so brands then looking and saying well I want a discount on A, B and C you know I have 50 stores I have 100 stores I have 1000 stores uh, they're asking the questions of the mall operators who are saying well you know we're not even getting the people in there that we can try to attract and you're not retaining them for the same amount of time in that space um, and then in turn the retailers themselves are now saying well we've got less people to to speak to in a, in a you know as a captive audience and now we're up against everyone as we always were, so we now need to get them in, into the store. And a lot of those retailers have then not created this, there's still this massive disconnection in between all of the money they spend online, all of the, all of the brand materials they create, all of the configurators they create online and everything that's mobile and digital, et cetera. And then the shop. The, the the physical store and that's the that's like going back to the question of one of the key issues it's also uh regarding technology so one of the key issues is the the lack of understanding of how can you uh, integrate the technology so that's the thing because you need to you need to test it you need to try it but th the thing that we know is that it won't be just an ultimate solution for instance ar won't save the retail space it will help to transform it. It will help to to close the gap between the the the, the digital buyer and the and the real life customer, and that's one of the of the key key issues that I, that I think. Like, how can we, as a professionals of in this industry, to help them apply in in, in the right way this this technology? Mm. Yeah, I, I think the question is how fast can they adapt uh, new technologies? Because if they can, and uh, I think uh, they will be able to, mm -hmm. then it's uh, it's not going to be a big issue. It's uh, The issue is when they don't adapt at all, or they want to just stick with the, the, the regular way of selling stuff mm -hmm. instead of providing experiences or, or uh, uh, lifetime purchases. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle purchases, sorry. Uh, I think the experiential, like they're under a lot of brands a lot of the more successful brands are now understanding that the it's an experience destination. The, the store doesn't necessarily need to carry all of the product. It doesn't need to carry, in fact, in, in fact, almost <laughs> the less space dedicated to the actual product and the more dedicated to the brand itself. You know, Apple have done it. Apple did it very, very well. Um, but then, you know, backed up with their kind of supply chain system, they can still deliver you a, a sort of $2,000 laptop in three and a half minutes flat. Yeah. But I think that even they, even they will be probably exploring now how do we extend it further? Yeah. You know, how Definitely. do we... Yeah, if you, if you think about the uh, millennial generation and the growing purchasing power of, uh, of this generation, they are looking for that. They are looking for, uh, they, they are not looking for owning stuff. Of course they are, but uh, at the same time, they are looking to have an experience, have a, a memory. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't, so to answer, go back to your, to yeah. your question, <laughs> I just think that they, I, I don't think most physical stores 
are very memorable at all. I don't really think they're particularly exciting or interesting. I can't really remember the last time I watched. And, into and the, the other one, like the ones that actually are, how can you replicate this model through your own stores? That's the, that's yeah. the thing because you have uh, flagship stores that usually are like really good, really entertaining, really good. But then you have, you know, like. 500 stores that are not that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, again, the problem with the US is that you, everything you do now, yeah, everything they've done, sorry, for, for decades, you know, they are presented with having to, to replicate that across 500 stores, across 1,000 stores. Mm -hmm. So you can, it, it's no good having a great campaign with an amazing idea in one store that you spend $100,000 on. They're, they're not going to replicate that across a thousand unless it has a very, very defined ROI, which often those campaigns don't. Let's talk about Amazon. Uh, what threat do they pose to the, to the retail industry as a whole? Threat? <laughs> it's, a, it's like the sword of Damocles. And exactly. Kind of exactly. It's a, uh, well, we can look at it as, a, as an opportunity for retailers, but at the same time, it's a threat, of course, uh, As, as I mentioned, as long as they decide not to adapt to uh, the changing uh, buying behavior of consumers. Uh, Amazon is great because it just takes out the chore of shopping that you mentioned, for example, Chava, uh, the, the parking, the, the stuff that comes with, uh, with grocery stop, uh, shopping, uh, for example. Amazon is great with that because you just sit in front of the computer. I, I know I'm simplifying the whole the process. It's just a search, put it into the cart, ordered, and the next day you just get it del the delivered. Or phone, even easier. Yeah, or yeah. You know, the phone, of course. So um, uh, the the physical stores ha have a... Have a um, They have an advantage because they have the sensation of being in the space, uh, the consumer being in the space. So uh, I don't think that can be replicated in the short term on online or digitally. Uh, so if uh, if the brick and mortar stores uh, can adapt, again, I'm going there, if they can adapt the new technologies to bring closer the online shopping experience to the physical shopping experience, Uh, that can be a, 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 a win situation for them. Uh, you don't agree. I no, no, it's, it's not, <laughs> I don't agree. Like in, in that case, what I think that it's interesting to 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 see is so like Amazon online established model is, is set. Like it's is the place. Yeah. Now, what they are doing with with physical stores, like that's the that's the the, the interesting interesting thing. Uh, for me that I'm still you know, like struggling inside about <laughs> about the benefits and, and the positive things like um, having this this concept store like the Amazon Go store like you mm. just enter you kind of check in and then you can purchase without you know making lines and taking your, your stuff and instantly you have your your like uh, your invoice on your phone and you know, hassle free kind of things um, it's it's interesting because uh, again it's It's just one take on on how can you modify and transform the retail space. So in, in that sense, when I'm thinking about you know like retail apocalypse and all these kind of things, I, I think that is more like a transformation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it transformation is. that it's like. But they uh, always are, aren't they? Uh, in the end, they, they yeah, never exactly. they never like overnight revolutions. It's always no, 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 exactly. But what what Amazon is doing more than a trend is like hey, showing showing a way to apply technology exactly. for solving one specific problem. And that's in now 
what is debatable is the is the is the cost. The amount of sensor in that shop is like can this be replicated yeah. in 500 stores? And, and then that's the question: Should we replicate it in 500 stores? I, I think that I I was reading an article six months a year ago, and it was it was one there's one really interesting scenario that you can look at. So mall operators own you know hundreds of thousands of acres of of um, of real of, of real estate effectively yeah. they just warehouses <laughs> we break it down to the basic level they just they're, they're, they're walls with a roof on and amazon's only real issue is distribution is a huge thing for amazon obviously you you need it faster and faster and faster into people's houses or or to people so that they can experience it and the one thing that amazon currently can't replicate is the physical object yeah. and he's already patenting the ability to do that you know to pipe yeah. things into people's houses even to the point where you so you can try it if you don't like it it just goes back in the pipe and back up to the distribution place so what happens if the the mall a mall operator for example just gives you know 2000 of their malls and then amazon use them just purely as the experience center so you've still got people coming You've still got people who are going to go out. They are going to eat. But now, instead of having to go and browse all these stores, they're buying through Amazon, and all they're doing is just going and checking their grade with it. And then they just get given it, or it's all automatically shipped home. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you, that's why I think that he is, well, everyone knows it's no, that he is in an incredibly powerful position. Mm -hmm. But I am sure that they're saying, well, hold on, you know, we do need physical but we only need physical in a certain way. Exactly. We, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't need inventory uh, sat in, in expensively designed spaces. So it's just it, like what pushes me over the edge to purchase something. Mm. So I buy a lot of things on Amazon. Um, there are certain things I won't buy on Amazon. I, I need to, to either try it on, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So fr from his perspective, it's like, okay, so how can I build a network of places where you can get that? Whether yeah. it, if it's not a home yet, if I can't pipe it into your house, then can I just do that in the mall network? And it's it, that's that's exactly an example of that uh, that store in Santa Monica. I don't remember the name now. Probably we will put it on the links in the comments or whatever. That what actually does is to have some inventory of these uh, either things that uh, that used to be just on on on, on, a, on a website or a, on a on an e-commerce site or um or even uh, crowdfunding kind of things that when you don't have the ability to and you can just go there try it but it's it's not you, you cannot like strictly buy it there like the the, yeah. the surface for buying it's already it's already there you can try it you try can it, test yeah. it you can from a scooter to a to a speaker you know this kind of thing so so in that sense that, that provide the the, compl the link on the on the the two words right yeah. and yeah. Uh, and it's what uh, what's the name of um, the glasses Warby Parker Warby Parker yeah so that's him we start we started as an online they have a really successful online model but it's so good to go to the store And to see, like, to taste the, the the one that it's in Venice, I think. And mm. It's just yeah, like, it's really nice. Not a, not a big, not a big store. You can actually see the products. You can, you know, like, understand why the the, the price tag is But the, really the, low. The majority of stuff that Amazon sells, obviously, sort of FMCG stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where the dash buttons, you know, the idea of just mm -hmm. kind of, like, almost automatically ordering those products that you just can't be bothered to think about. I mean, that's obviously his kind of, his 
the real meat of the of the business. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll become increasingly so the Whole Foods thing. You know, he's rapping. For, I mean, I I've, I've been in conversations where people, you know, people say, well, you know, people won't buy food online like they do, they and do, they yeah. will, and they increasingly. US is is like just incredibly pioneering in that respect. Um, so the models are already there and yeah. they see it and they've just got certain questions around decision making, questions around freshness of certain produce, etc. But he you know, the, they are they are like I think the one thing with with Bezos, for example, is that Bezos will be the first person to if you kind of caught him on a, you know, and had a kind of very honest conversation, he will be the only person who will stand there and say, my business is brilliant, but here are the issues with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're so incredible because instead of kind of focusing, all right, we're going to, we're going to increase revenue in these successful areas. They're actually going, right. What's the one problem that we have? The one problem that we have is that people don't have that physical thing in their hands. So how do we fix it? Do we buy a mall chain? Do we just buy aircraft hangers and get people to visit? Do we sell it through theme parks? Yeah. Like, you know, this is like, yeah. there's a million ways he can do it. And yeah. I'm sure that they have a, an incredible kind of outline of, of, of where they want to go in five years, 10 years, 20 years. So I think, I, you know, one of the things for me is the, the threat. The threat is that they're currently eating... They, they own online shopping. And the second threat is they're not content with that. <laughs> so like, that to me is like the scariest point of all. Like that. But that, that's not exclusive of the, of the, of the retail spaces. It's to yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah like, you know, everyone, everyone has like a department of Amazon that's coming after them, yeah. like but, whatever but, business you are. But don't you think that's also an opportunity for traditional retailers? Like, uh, yeah, you have the stores. Why don't you just bring uh, online clothes? I know they're never going to be Amazon. Well, I Toys mean. R Us tried that. <laughs> <laughs> they they farmed out their uh, their well, online the, to Amazon yeah, ten years ago, yeah. and then found that uh, you know I I don't know I they are not they are not going to become producers of all of the products that are for sale, but it's increasingly looking like they own the distribution pipe, and so. There are, I, I hope or I assume there are ideas out there that none of us can imagine right now yes. that will actually effectively save them. But if if you're selling, I don't know why it's crazy, like, like is it 40 or 50% or something of online sales in, in the US is, is through Amazon? Yeah. So, and, and that's why it's, it's also interesting to see, like, not all the, the territory that they have conquered is the, the ones that are being really especially difficult for them, what are the efforts that they are putting on there, for instance, uh, fashion. So you can buy a lot of clothes by Amazon, but it's not exactly you know, like a like a fashion warehouse. So you don't go to, to, to buy yeah. and And then then you start to see the patterns that they have, like the virtual fitting room or this, uh, this measuring uh, ways to, you know, like to fit the perfect clothes, clothes to your body. And it's yeah. like, ah! <gasps> So you are going there. So that's the efforts that you're taking. So that's the all the knowledge that you have, all the, the amount of consumer profile information that you have is going to, to that direction as well. Yeah. Like it's just one of the arms, one of the... I was on a... <laughs> um, like to go 
to take it one step further with, I know everyone's talked about 3D printing a lot and, and it's still related to AR in a way because you're producing, you know, you're producing a, a three-dimensional recreation of mm. something and and 3D printing is kind of a, you know, it's a long way off in a million different ways. But I was on a, um, my kind of fascination with uh, classic cars and things and I was, I was on a forum, it was a dedicated kind of Porsche forum and someone was moaning about how expensive all the parts were to for old cars mm. and somebody turned up who was a 3d printer and said you know send me your original product i'll just produce a new one and so i can produce that for 30 dollars. and this part is it's still effectively a plastic part but because of the way the the, the market works and because of the shortage of it it's now you can't get one for less than 500 dollars on ebay and so i'm sure that <laughs> there are you know there are a lot of things like that where you say well you know why are we you know, why are we shipping it? Can mm -hmm. we get, can we now, you know, if I visualized it, if it's a part that, if it's a replacement part, if it's something like that, you know, you need, ultimately, I'm sure they've all, I'm sure they're already, they already have about 50 patents ready to go, but it needs to be, if it's just piped through into the printer installed in the home and that's the part and you've paid $7.99 for it, you know, and it's done. It's going to be printed and in, in, in this box and given yeah. to you. So it's, that's where they he, they're relentless they don't they don't even want to give up they're not even content with owning 50% of the online retail industry yeah but they, they won't be able to re replicate the, the social aspect that you that you said that uh, after school kids yeah. just go in and meet the parents and uh, I have don't the know like, uh, no, no, they we, will I, they, a, they are after that Amazon as well Prime, Probably. Amazon video <laughs> Like a video the, that's the not thing, really like, social. Thing, you, you just start thinking of all, all the all the arms that they have, Amazon Web Services. <laughs> just <laughs> that's, okay. Uh, yeah. No. I, yeah. So so try try that with the kids. <laughs> no, I I, th I think that that will be one of the that will be the meetings that they're also having. Like the, you know that's the that's the the beauty of Bezos is that they, they're like this is a problem. Let's find ten solutions. Let's find let's explore all the avenues that mm -hmm. that plug the gap that we have as Amazon that we are this and we are that. No one, you know, five years ago, no one expected Amazon would turn up and pay <clears throat> whatever it was, $100 million to employ the, the guys from a BBC car program, you know, but they did. Yeah. And, <clears throat> it, you know, it's that kind of, st he, he pops up. And I think what's terrifying is that you think you've got some understanding of certain areas about how things are going to pan out. And then you realize that not only has he thought about it, that he's already done half of it, patented it, mm. and he's now just sitting waiting at the finish line. Yeah. You know, it's scary stuff. Very scary stuff. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about Indie, please visit us at www.industry.com.